everyone, and welcome to the Cocky Top Podcast, home of the SEC football show where forever to the Gamecock Brian Lowe and all the all Tyler McDaniel put their friendship to the test during a grueling football season, all while highlighting and fighting for their volunteers and Gamecocks respectively throughout their season as well as our thoughts on other teams in the conference as well as the league. So regardless if you're a volunteer or a Gamecock or somewhere in between, let's kick this thing off and talk some ball. What's up all you cock and balls and welcome to another episode of the Cocky Top Podcast. I am forever to the Gamecock Brian Lowe and joining me as always is all ball Tyler McDaniel T-Mac. What is going on buddy? Oh, not a lot, not a lot. Another Monday is is here. We are into December. Uh, we had championship weekend. We had selection Sunday. So, naturally, it's Cocky Top Monday. Yes, we are going to be reviewing what would have been championship Saturday. And, of course, as you mentioned, selection Sunday. Not exactly what I thought would happen. However, little grievances here and there. Florida State definitely has a, a rather huge grievance with the selection committee, as it were, considering they were the first ever conference Power 5 conference undefeated and conference champion to get snubbed mm-hmm. by the playoff committee. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Georgia, the first time yeah. after their loss to Alabama being the first team ever and the number one spot to, to get drop out dropped of the top out of the top four, and to drop down below Florida State in this aspect. So, I mean, if you're looking at it, everything was released on the uh, FBS football rankings for the college football playoff, which has starting at number six, uh, Georgia, number five, Florida State. Those two will be facing off against each other in the Orange Bowl. And I played a game during that conversation after it was announced was uh which coach doesn't want to be a part of this orange bowl press conference the most and between the florida state coach and kirby smart they both if you go back and watch this it was all via zoom obviously they both were just looked like they were contemplating life so upset so miserable i mean rightfully so i mean and this is my problem with how we've done it. This is my problem. But the problem also is Florida State, that coach years ago was on a committee. Mike Norvell, yeah. Yes, Mike Norvell was on a committee whose sole goal was to keep what we're going on doing right now in effect. Years ago, I found out Mike Norvell was on a committee who was, he was anti-playoff. Right. And what we have now, this committee, this top four and, and this selection committee, Norvell was on the committee that stifled, uh, that stifled the vote of moving to where we're moving next year. So if we, had conti- if we had gotten years ago what we're moving to next year, he'd be in the playoffs. He would be. He'd have a chance to, to still be a national champion. So it's just funny. I'm like, yes, I think he has every right to be upset. I think a lot of people have every right to be upset because there were some snubs. Oh, for sure. Especially, and it's funny because in one aspect, Tennessee is ahead of Liberty, Kansas State, because of our strength of schedule. Right. So in turn, how can you not say strength of schedule should have kicked Washington out? 
and allowed Florida State to be in. For sure. It's, it, it's like this is what the committee does. They flip-flop. I mean, because of the fact that Florida State wound up scheduling, well, I mean, they intentionally scheduled one. One is just part of their schedule normally. Yes. Two SEC teams and beat both of them in LSU, which was ranked number five at the time. Mm-hmm. And then again, going to the Swamp and beating Florida. But then you let in a one-loss Bama jump not just one lost Georgia who's been number one all year. No, the one that really upsets me more so honestly and I don't know why this hadn't clicked and I hadn't heard anybody else as far as any other national pundits talk about it. Alabama's in there. Their one loss is to Texas who is in the playoff. Who did Texas lose to in the season? Oklahoma. Oklahoma didn't even go to their division or to their conference championship. They lost to a lower seed team. But Texas is in, and the reason is because Alabama won the SEC championship game. Which was Georgia's only loss. Right. Was in the SEC championship game. Right. So that, me and my thought process, I would say that both Florida State and Texas should have gotten the snub as having being one-loss teams, and Georgia and Alabama should have wound up going in. But if that had been the case, more than likely what would have happened is we would have been looking at another version of championship, what was it, 2019? Georgia, Georgia, Alabama in SEC championship. Alabama wins SEC championship. They meet again in the national championship, and Georgia beats them in that one. It would have been the same thing because you would have been looking at it if it had been played out that way. You probably would have had Georgia-Michigan to begin with, Mm -hmm. and you would have had uh, Alabama-Washington or Michigan-Alabama-Georgia-Washington. Either way, flip it either direction, you're still going to have the same outcome. It's going to wind up being Georgia-Alabama in a rematch for the national championship and given enough time for Georgia to have gotten healthy because had Lad McConkey and Brock Bowers been playing at closer to 100% than what they were during this national championship game, you would have seen a different outcome. I can't say that with 100%, you know, definitive definitiveness. I feel that you would have had a very I feel very strongly that you would have had a much different outcome had that been the case. And if that's not the case, if you don't put Alabama in, you can't really argue the case for Georgia to be in there. But Texas versus, you know, I'm Michigan, also shocked Washington. There's not more outrage in Ohio State because their one loss was to Michigan in the game, the number one team. Right. But everyone so, I mean, else they beat. So they honestly should have – but here's the thing is, then whenever you look at it, the Big Ten, this is where the SEC has the more SEC bias is because you're looking at the remainder of the schedule being a Big, big Ten yeah. schedule. Yeah. Oddly enough, I mean, Iowa came in to the to the Big Ten championship 10-2, and two, and we discussed that last week. Uh, and even though they lost, and congratulations, I guess, on drawing them as volunteers in the Citrus like, Bowl. They were not even in the in – the realm of I thought we'd get a rematch with Clemson or North Carolina or Notre Dame. Right. Out of the left field. But then here's Iowa and I was like, wait, they were in the Big Ten championship. 
we weren't in a championship. Right. Like I was just I just thought it was interesting. So 21, I just wonder twenty first place drawing a top ten, top fifteen team. I just wonder. I how, thought we'd play Kansas State, Oregon State over them. Right. I just wonder how it's going to be as far as the. Uh, and this is, of course, something we'll be able to talk about mm-hmm. once we get to uh, bowl weekend. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be Tennessee's run offense or normal run offense mm-hmm. versus the stout Iowa defense. Mm-hmm. Well, just Iowa's defense in general. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, but most of the time, anybody that plays Iowa, for the most part, it's going to be a low-scoring game because of that dominant yeah. defense. But. Yeah. Um, going back and looking at it as it stands right now, first round uh, or the semifinals for the national championship is going to see Michigan versus Alabama and Washington versus Texas. Um, with the winner, of course, of those two matchups going on to play each other in the national championship. Um, early thoughts. What I'm afraid is going to happen is a repeat of TCU. I am afraid that Washington will beat Texas and then face Michigan and get their face stomped in and prove that they did not belong in the top four anyways. So that being said, you're going to say that Michigan is going to take care of Alabama. I don't think this Bama can beat Michigan. They just got through taking care of Georgia. They did. Albeit Georgia was not at 100% with down their two-star receivers. They weren't. But I don't know. I mean, and I'm not necessarily saying Michigan will take care of Bama in this first one. I just, I'm afraid with the way things have lined up because even though they were undefeated that year, there are many that believed, like, because of strength of schedule, TCU didn't belong. And then they proved they didn't belong. Right. You know, like, yeah, they beat, they but, won their first. But, semi, but then they got, they scored three points in the national championship game. Right. Regardless, one thing that cannot be argued is both Florida State and Georgia are going to have plenty of ammunition going into this game, so I think this game is probably going to be better than either one of the semifinal games. And if Florida State beats Georgia, they have every right to say, you know what, we haven't been beaten all year. We're national champions. Then that'll be the second Sorry. team out of the state of Florida. We're <laughs> national a, champions. A, a national we haven't championship. lost. We haven't lost. That's true. And we beat what was consensus number one team yeah. for almost the entire football season. So our committee says, our committee of scoreboard says we are national champions. Our win-loss column yeah. scoreboard says we have We're undefeated. won it. Yes. And we won. So, so we are national champions. And I get that that mentality, you know, is sometimes criticized and all that. Kind of like. Um, but then going into the next season, think about all the ammunition that that's going to wind up giving the remaining players for that team. Absolutely. And any incoming people coming in. Like, dude, I'm committed to the school that just got completely snubbed all the way around. Especially, like you say, if they do do the unthinkable mm-hmm. and beat Georgia. Because they are going to be an underdog in this game, for sure. Oh, Especially yeah. without their starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And given the time that you're going to have the opportunity for these players to get healthy. And I don't... And it was, of course, of unfortunately, a season-ending injury for Jordan Travis, the Florida State quarterback. Yes. Uh, gnarly uh, leg injury. Yeah. If you're into that stuff, go back and watch it. Yeah. 
handily, Georgia is going to be a favorite in this game. But like I say, should Florida State do the unthinkable and pull off the upset in this, then Georgia may be on a downward trajectory at that point. And Florida State, like I say, will have unbelievable fodder going into the 2024 season. Knowing that regardless, if they do have a, a trip and stumble along the way somewhere and do happen to drop uh, a game against a, a you know a potential SEC scheduled opponent in the 2024-2025 season they still will likely because of a 12 team Are they going anywhere system, else? Are they being absorbed into the n- They're no, staying ACC. No, it's ACC. Yeah. Okay. No, other teams are getting pulled into the ACC. Yeah. But no. Okay, uh, basically, so you're getting to the power five, and then eventually that's going to wind two. up becoming two. Yeah. yeah, the power two. And I swear to God, it should just be a northern and a southern. Yeah, it should just, just be have a, the in, just NCF literally have the yeah. SCF. Yeah. Yeah. So here's my thing, and, and I watched it uh, since I wasn't able to go on a birthday dinner uh, with my dad this past Friday because we had the wedding rehearsal. Uh, for my friends, which shout out to Aaron and Emma. Great weekend. Congratulations again. Um, we also got a Barstool Sports TikTok. They picked up our story. You saw it earlier. Yeah. Uh, if you go to Barstool Sports TikTok and scroll down a little bit, you'll see a bunch of groomsmen suited up watching the Fortnite live event. That's us. <laughs> I'm the silly one at the end with the glasses. Bobbing. Bobbing with my out. phone up in the end. I didn't get to go then, so yesterday... Uh, Sunday, me and Maddie went in and watched Selection Sunday with my brother and dad, and we brought blizzards and stuff like that. So we're sitting there watching it, and my whole mentality about this is I'm arguing multiple cases because my mentality has always been if you want something done slow or wrong, form a committee. Yeah. That's what my, my mentality on – I mean, but, like, I'm, I'm anti uh, – uh, what is it we do in election? Who uh, the, the electoral college? I'm anti electoral college. I'm anti selection committee um, because there's so much bias that can go into different things. Right. I mean, and there are some like I usually always lean towards the most deserving. We found that I I don't think this selection committee leans toward the most deserving. No. They no, 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 they no. they lean towards what they think their best is they think the four best and and truthfully a lot of the, times they're the, wrong about the, at least the one quote of them. unquote best being mm-hmm. who in this case according to thousands or a, a computer running thousands upon thousands of simulations who would be favored on, on a, a neutral third, field, a neutral field yeah. if you were to pit these teams against each other whatever the case may be what this doesn't take into account is the the actual heart and whatever of the human the human of a game yes the the coach's thought process doesn't get taken into consideration i mean it will it it processes trends and tendencies so yeah that's the thing is ai can do it whatever it wants but at the end of the day it cannot process humanity no whether that's heart and soul of a team play selections, stuff like that. You can do algorithms all day, all noon and night. But at the end of the day, it cannot calculate human emotion, human folly, and the human heart and soul. 
So I think there's so much to argue against this selection committee because I'm sitting there in the seat. I'm saying Florida State absolutely has a leg to stand on because they were undefeated. But you're telling me that Washington deserves to be in there more because they're undefeated. And they're too, they're too, like Oregon, I'm not saying Oregon belongs in there because their two losses were against one of the top four teams. Right. And that's one that I thought was impossible. I thought Washington could not beat Oregon a second time. And it almost turned out the exact same ending. Oh, and it was even a, it, a bigger. You couldn't, you couldn't script it that perfectly. It was just wild. But then I also argue like, okay, well, I'll argue against Florida State and say, okay, who'd you play? Louisville, who got beat by Kentucky. You don't play anybody. Right. But they also, like I said, Florida State wound up beating LSU and yeah. beat Florida in so the swamp. I'm the type of person that I will argue both sides with you. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying I'm sitting on the fence. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm a, uh, I'm a devil's advocate a lot of times. Right. Like, you have to see both sides. And then, of course, there's the argument, if you're going based solely off of wins-losses, what the actual record is, then Liberty, which we mentioned, who is ranked number 23 right now, is undefeated. However... Under an 8-4 and Tennessee. Eight and four Tennessee, eight and four Oregon State. Uh, You've got nine and three LSU, Arizona, Notre Dame, NC State, and nine and four Oklahoma State because of the losing the. Because we said, I mean, the conference championship game. Who are all ranked above Liberty right now? But of course, we picked New Mexico because they had a stronger schedule. We thought they actually play people. Right. And Liberty beats them. And Liberty wins and beat them handily there at the end of the game. And I actually watched this game, and it was a fantastic game. One of the better games of the weekend. Games of the weekend, honestly. I'm telling you, someone in the SEC needs to pick up this guy. Put him on your staff. Oh, yeah. After watching this, I firmly agree. I firmly agree that uh, Jamie Chadwell. Preferably one of our two teams. Yes. Not not the bigger guys. Needs to to be on one of these staffs. Um, for sure. Just some dynamic play calling and the fact that uh, South Carolina's perceived quarterback for 2024 has some wheels on him and can move, then, then Chadwell's type of offense could definitely, yeah, definitely I'd, prove I'd hire beneficial. I'd Chadwell as OC if I was either Hopple or Beamer. Yeah, for sure. But I don't think it's going to happen, at least not on the South Carolina Liberty side. Because Liberty will pay I don't think to keep him. Oh, especially after that type of performance. But here's the thing. Liberty, SMU, those teams have still been more on a a perceived lower level for quite some time. And now you're seeing these teams starting to get mixed in with the top 25 teams of teams that are typically in the top 25 and regularly in the top 25. Mm Are they flashes in the pan? Potentially. But here's where the conflict comes in is, yes, you do have this team. If you're going to rank them in the top 25 of the AP poll and the coaches poll, then those fan bases, those institutions, are going to get a false sense of both hope and entitlement Mm -hmm. in the fact that they belong – in what would be the college football playoff, the entirety college football playoff, 
I don't know why I emphasize that second T. But the entirety of the college football playoff, what is supposed to be the best of the best teams in college athletics going up against each other. And you see in this instance, you've got all of these teams that are ranked above. Then there should be a separate division or a a clear division or defined cut point between what programs are considered a part of the not necessarily a situation to where they need to be deemed as the the all the new quote unquote blue bloods yeah but there needs to be a definitive break line or point whether it be attendance of the school or or so dollars or whatever the two playoffs going linearly yeah you could have the power five playoff and the group of five playoff Yes. I don't hate that. And not Because putting, then you could have a definitive group of five champion. And you could also have a group of five top 25. Mm-hmm. But do not cross them into having it definitively as the P5. Because nine times out of ten. The P5 AP and the G5 AP. Yes, because nine times out of ten, whenever they, you wouldn't, bring they someone would stumble in, against a big. Yeah. I mean, just like I know UCF made the the jump from G5 to P5. Mm -hmm. Since that jump, I mean, yeah, they were playing mostly still G5 opponents Mm -hmm. and then started, you know, the the schedule for them had not fluctuated to where they were mostly playing P5 components or were not in one of the the Power 5 conferences at that point in time. And that's the part of it. If you're going to be in a G5, then then that's where your reign is. I mean, yes, you can schedule a P5 opponent if yeah. you want to test your medal or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it doesn't do the anything for The majority of your, your schedule yeah, is going if, to be that, divi- that. If you are not in one of these conferences, if you are not in, and maybe that's what it is, you have the Power 5 eventually becomes... Uh, maybe that number increases. Maybe the 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 power five becomes a power six or whatever, yeah. and becomes that that super conference. And then you have you get to a point to where there is a a a division between this tier of school and this tier of school, mm-hmm. and and tier A would be your power whatever. Tier B would be the 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 lesser of it. Mm-hmm. Let's look at it as far as like high school divisions. You have division three, four, five. Mm-hmm. All right, say five A is your highest tier. That's your biggest whatever for the state. Same thing. Well, I mean, you've already got the division one, division two, whatever. As far mm-hmm. as so, why not have those as they now have six. And it's based off of incomes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Well, then top three, bottom three. Mm-hmm. But you can't even do that because you have a Division three school. You can't consider a Division three school. It's just... Now that we have a Division six, there are... In Division six, there are certain schools where you have to win one game and you're in the playoffs. Yeah, see, that that in that aspect, no. That's like insane. I said, you basically need to have a pool of... of teams that make up 
and you could have what would be 64. I mean, that gives sure. you 64 teams to put into a quote-unquote power college division mm-hmm. and include whoever you're top, like what would be 64 yeah. average from whatever year to whatever year. Because you would basically be cutting like what the top FBS is, 151 or 100. FBS is 133. 133. You're basically cutting that in half yeah. to a power 64. Like these are the 64 top of the top. And until and then if you you wind up getting pulled out of that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you look at it, you look at what the conferences are now. You look at the the Big Ten, Big Twelve. Uh, SEC, ACC, which basically is all there is anymore. <clears throat> so you're pretty much already at four divisions. Yeah, you're basically at power four. For that. Yeah. Then I guess the remaining what would be pack two gets absorbed to whomever, whatever level. And then you've got equal number of teams in each one of these different divisions that would allow you to have a better form of a playoff. And then anybody that's not part of these power four conferences is just going to wind up getting the shaft. But how many is it? What? 16 now? Yes. We're looking at 16 teams for the sec 16 teams at this point for the, they're already in the process. Yeah. It's literally already in the process. Because you're going to have 32 teams. Mm-hmm. You could basically go ahead and set it like the NFL. Yeah. At that point. Or two, two, quote unquote, two NFLs. Yeah. You have a pool of 64 teams mm-hmm. between the Power Four conferences, being the Big Ten, Big 12, SEC, ACC. Yeah. And we just don't say anything about the bigger schools in the West Coast have joined either the either Big the 12 four. or the yeah. ACC. Yeah, so I mean, we're already heading that direction. We kind of knew it was heading that direction, uh, even they before just we had started to figure this out, podcast. Yeah, so. they just had to figure out who exactly was going into which one. Yeah. So I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that this will evolve over time. I think that this will. They'll find problems and problems and fix this and fix this. Kind of like we talked about with NIL and Juice Wells. Like now, there needs to be an amendment. Yeah, because made to he, NIL deals because he's, he's taking millions of dollars for two games and transferring. Yeah, he's fully announced that he is entering the transfer yeah. portal. So we'll we'll and, and we'll definitely get to that and in the if offseason. He, if he winds up at Texas, then there could be an argument made that there was tampering. There's not allowed any sort of contact beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like you are not supposed to contact a player until their name actually goes into the portal. And if before he even actually committed to going into the portal and quote-unquote sources or signs are indicating that he would be going to texas how do you know he wasn't talking to texas how do you know yeah how did so that's true rolling out no worries no cares when the car came out of nowhere that's when my whole world changed pills for the pain medical bills insane i was down i was out but i wasn't quite done call five four six one 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 we're in pain yeah we got you he can't pay, yeah, we got you too. Boom. Turn your wreck into a check. The ones for you now call OEB Law. Boom. Turn your wreck into a check. We got your back now call OEB Law. Getting back to championship 
Saturday. Yeah, we can actually really quickly go yeah. through these scores yeah. because there wasn't a whole lot to to take from much of these other than what we've already discussed. Washington, of course, taking care of Oregon. Final score in that one, 34-31. Whenever they played before, and you had mentioned this earlier, I mean, it came down to basically the exact same ending. At the one point in time, I mean, Oregon was up 21 to nothing over Washington, and Washington's able to mount the comeback. I hate to say it, but after it's all said and done, Penix, even though he did throw one pick on the day, 319 yards and a touchdown. I think it's, it's down to him and Jaden. Yeah, because after the, the loss, I don't think Bo Nix is going to have the capacity um, and what really helps Jaden Daniels is the fact that he's broken records in in being able yeah. to do it both with his legs and with his arm multiple times where we know Penix can throw, but he's not been doing a whole lot with his legs. And these days people love a versatile quarterback. Oh, yeah, they want to see everybody running mm-hmm. all over the place. Case in point with Taysom Hill if they actually ever let him start throwing the ball. But, yeah, Washington takes it and secures a spot in the college football playoff, and this being one of the first times in several years that the Pac-12 has got a representation in the playoff in what would be its last year of the four-team setup. We mentioned this one, talking about New Mexico State versus Liberty. Uh, New Mexico State having a very strong showing late in the season. Uh, Another situation to where SEC teams this year were having a down year. I mean, all in all, whenever an SEC team was going up against a Power 5 opponent, most of the time the SEC was actually like on the losing side of it. SEC's record this year against non-SEC teams is one of its lowest in the last 10 years. And and something that I'm wondering if that is attributing to it is most of the time you hear about perceived lower school or lower school's high-end talent mm-hmm. transferring into an SEC school and making a big splash. But because there is not as much coverage or you don't hear as much from these lower end schools because there isn't as much national coverage on them someone that originally committed to an sec school transferring out and going to a lower tier school and just absolutely blowing it up and as part of that now are you seeing these dynamic playmakers being in positions with these schools with these smaller schools that have just enough to be able to to hang in there with some some lower tier or lower end power five schools mm-hmm. and in the case of like New Mexico State beating Auburn. Yeah. And like you said, Chadwell, man, he needs to he needs to be picked up yeah. from somebody or somewhere. Brilliant offensive mind. Yes. Liberty finishes uh conference USA perfect. 13-0, 8-0, they are the Conference USA champions. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately are not going to play for anything in terms of a college football national championship. However, if there were a, and this is a secondary their, division or yeah. whatever, a, a, a linear college football championship, mm-hmm. they would be in a prime position to take home one of those yeah. top seeds. Yeah. And only their fourth appearance in a ball game in school history. And it would be a situation to where they would easily be able to go up against 
the American Athletic Championship, the AAC, the MAC Championship, the Mountain West, the Sun Belt, like those teams, those wind up having their own super conferences or those developing into their own super conferences and having their own, like I said, the the G4 or G5 uh, conferences, power conferences, and they have their own AP poll, coaches poll, playoff system. Mm. And then you have, like I said, now what has turned into the P4 or, I don't know, we come up with a new college football whatever higher institution HICF higher institution collegiate football or I don't know just something to to create some sort of division one that I know that we watched uh, just because the wife being from Iowa um, married into a huge Hawkeye family brother-in-law wrote and sang one of the unofficial tailgating anthems for Hawkeye football in cold bush latte mm. If you have not heard that, you can find it on any one of the uh, song outlets, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, you name it. Any one of those is going to have it, but it is called Cold Bush Latte by Shannon Shepard. If you have not listened to it yet, make sure you go check that out. It is a fantastic tailgating song all about Hawkeye football. And even though they have a fantastic and stout defense, and they did keep it within their uh, general average of number of points allowed. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. this would have wound up being maybe their third or fourth highest total number of points allowed. Um, they could not move the ball for anything. Michigan's defense just swallowed them up. Uh, Michigan does get that victory over the Hawkeyes, 26 to nothing. Michigan, of course, taking the number one spot in the college football playoff and is looking to be playing Alabama in round one. And if you watch the reactions, you did guys did watch the reaction show. Mm-hmm. If you noticed during the announcements, whenever they had gone through announce one and two was, uh, I think then after they announced one and two, they went in and announced number five and six. Mm-hmm. So then they had to figure out who number three and number four was going to be at that point in time and the reaction that come out of the Michigan locker room whenever they found out they were going to have to play Alabama it just seemed like they were like oh crap (laughs) because they were probably primed to they were probably taking on FSU yep Jordan Travis list yeah Florida State University who just barely beat Louisville 16 to 6 in what would have been the ACC championship game which was just odd in, in and of itself. I mean, yes, Florida State had gone the distance, took down Clemson, took down North Carolina. I mean, they beat the people that they needed to beat. And then in the end, wound up taking on. And then this one was similar to what the Big Ten Championship was. Louisville kind of, you know, deserved to be there, but not really. Same way that Iowa and I'm, if my wife winds up listening to this episode, I'm sure I'm going to get smacked later on, <laughs> where Iowa didn't necessarily deserve to be there. And moving away from the divisions, this is something that you're going to see. It would wind up being a rematch. Like, okay, yeah, Iowa, or sorry, Ohio State and Michigan are were scheduled as the final game of the year. But if you're going to wind up taking the two best teams in the conference as opposed to pitting the two best 
or the best teams from each side of the divisions against each other, then you're likely going to wind up seeing a conference championship game Mm -hmm. that would still be the same as what a division, you know, the conference championship game is basically going to be the same at that point. It's going to help in things like the Big Ten because then that means if if you have, say, in this instance, Alabama had Georgia regularly as part of their schedule, mm-hmm. and it was scheduled as the last game of the season, even though it won't because Georgia's going to play Georgia Tech. It'd be in-state rivals or whatever the case may be. Um, and you have a border war, of course, with Michigan and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Or let's just go say it that way. Michigan-Ohio State is the final game of the season. They play one week, and then you're going to take the two best teams in the in that particular conference and pit them against each other for the conference championship. Yeah. You could then turn around the very next week and see another game of Michigan versus Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, everything is going to have perceived flaws, but th- that's just something that we're going to have to – go ahead and prepare ourselves for and that 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 could be a scenario that you could wind up seeing that be the case here's something interesting that just kind of occurred to me we have one two three of the conference championship games decided by three points that's crazy and out of those three two of those teams two of those victors are going to the college football playoff who got snubbed Florida State in that aspect. Uh, We'd already talked about uh, this one kind of at length. 27-24, Alabama does get the victory over the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Alabama, of course, getting into the playoffs. Georgia does not. Moving on, Florida State taking down Louisville. 16-6 is the final score in that one. Plenty of bulletin board material for the Seminoles going into their game against Georgia who can arguably say that they got snubbed just the same, potentially being one of the contenders for the college football playoff. But again, I figure it would be a situation more than likely if that had happened, you would wind up with another scenario seeing Alabama and Georgia facing off in a a rematch. Yeah, but it's almost like, I mean, if you're the snub to Georgia – let's let's not just let's let's include the fact that it's not just a snub in their eyes it's a prevention from a historical three-peat opportunity 100 percent. like that's gone off the table yeah just straight out the bat because so now they're not yeah and that's the thing is there was the potential for them had they gotten healthy that that would be the case and history would be made Mm -hmm. and georgia at that point in time would be perceived as invincible Yes. Like Kirby Smart would have made a a, legacy. a, a full-on juggernaut. Yeah. An unstoppable juggernaut. But out because of, of a committee yes. and how we do things, that legendary opportunity was taken away and by that a choice. Same, and that same, the head of that committee saying that it is our job to put the four best teams yeah, and you can't tell me that they're not one of them. Oh, gosh, no. We I'd would have s- never predicted that they were not in the four. No. No, 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 no. In no case. And even in our post that you had put out. Absolutely. I went back and said it. I was like, if it wasn't the case, put Georgia in there. Yeah. So, 
Oklahoma State falling to Texas, forty-nine to twenty-one. McConaughey is ecstatic. At so this is point. the Undertaker. Um, even though he, he was at the game, and this is what kills me is he played for Georgia. Yeah, I know. So I, <laughs> it's like, come on, man. He was a bulldog, and he's uh, rooting for Texas. Um, but yeah, McConaughey is thrilled that his Longhorns are going to have an opportunity, um, and they they may they may make it to it. But we'll they we'll might. see we'll see. They were going to have to take down Michael Penix uh, to begin with, and they have been susceptible in the secondary. Welcome to the SEC, Texas, where yeah. S- secondaries are susceptible. But yeah, forty nine to twenty one over Oklahoma State. The American Athletic Championship saw SMU take down the Tulane Green Wave. Tulane had an awesome run going on, uh, but unfortunately falling to SMU. Final score in that one, 26-14. to 14. Uh, The battle for Ohio went a different direction than what we had anticipated. Mm. Uh, go to Michigan to find out who's going to be the biggest bad in the state of Ohio. And the Toledo Rockets unfortunately fall to Miami, Ohio. The Big Red M gets the victory, 23-14. to 14. Um, We both picked this one wrong, uh, both wanting uh, the Mountain West champion to eventually be UNLV, University of Nevada, Las Vegas. And and while the, the Raiders, uh, it doesn't seem like too much thing other than people losing their money <laughs> is going great for Vegas other than, uh, well, yeah. They just have all that money rolling in. As the boys in blue and orange of Boise State, in that god-awful field, mm. wind up getting the victory over UNLV. Final score on that one, 44-20. And the Appalachian State spoiler nears could not live up to that moniker, yeah. uh, falling to the Trojans of Alabama, yeah. 49 to 23. Alabama had a good good weekend uh, in they championship did. weekend, producing two champions, a Sunbelt champion in the Troy Trojans and SEC champions once again for the umpteenth time in the Alabama Crimson Tide. T-Mac, you got anything else that you want to add for this episode? Another weird stat that I don't think I've seen in a long time. Your top 10 is Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama, Florida State, Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon, Missouri, and Penn State. Three. Yep, with it being Alabama, Georgia, and Mizzou. Yeah, Mizzou. Being in the top 10. Big 10, you've got Michigan, excuse me, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. Mm -hmm. Big 12, you have Texas. That's it. And then ACC. ACC, you have Florida State. And then Pac-12, you're looking at Washington and Oregon. Decent, even... Yeah, a nice um, little even kill amongst... Spread amongst all the the Power 5 conferences, of course, soon to drop to the the Power 4, basically. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Two representatives, for the most part, all across the board, except for uh, you drop one for... ACC and add one for SEC. And as we said, your top six, Michigan will be facing against uh, Alabama. Alabama, 
and Washington will be facing Texas. And in the Orange Bowl, Florida State will be taking on number six now, Georgia. What are your snubs? Let us know. Reach out to us on social media. Uh, send us an email, tldtube23 at gmail.com. Uh, let us know your anger, your happiness, your snubs, your takeaways. I believe our first full bowl is December the 16th, where Georgia Southern will be taking on Ohio. But as we get closer to the bowl games, you will be hearing a lot more conversation. And in between now, you will be hearing some conversation about transfer portal talk oh yeah today is the official opening date for the transfer portal so So over the coming weeks (laughs) you will probably hear a lot of transfer conversation who's going where and i'm honestly about to to open up the old x app the, Mm. the twitter app to see what all may be going on and i'm seeing that there's one of the the people that i follow has got a chat thread going on right now where they're actually talking about different things going on and i'm looking here right now just seeing if there's any reason or seeing not reason but to see if there's any new news i know that california's quarterback has announced he would enter the transfer portal that'll be interesting to see where he goes Juice Wells mm-hmm. definitively announcing that he has uh, entered the transfer portal. Um, did not turn on any comments for that particular post. I wonder why. Um, especially even after a video came out recently um, where some former teammates as well as current teammates, after Wells was seen saying, you know, I understand it, but dang. And the other teammates are like, deservedly so, bro. Deservedly so. I mean, to to take that type of money and then just to peace out. But you also see good news in uh, players like Tonka Hemingway are deciding to go ahead and stay as well. Uh, Not a transfer portal news, but we did. uh, Tennessee just hired uh, Auburn's former athletic director, Alan Green, as our senior athletics executive. Already a staffing addition uh, in the off-season, the in-between season and off-season time. Definitely looking forward to seeing any others. I know that most fans of the the orange and white would tell you that Halsley needs to go because of his boring Butch Jones-style offensive calling. But, yeah, you also have to say that uh, at any time, Heupel could have stepped in and started calling. We'll see some more. I'm sure we'll see some more news of – and we will, di- we will discuss it when it happens, when we get that news of any other coaching changes, uh, staff changes amongst the SEC. Uh, definitely tune into Cocky Top, and we'll, we'll keep you up to date with that as well. So we are in this, this lame duck time before bowls start where a lot of movements will start to happen. And once all the bowls get here, we'll discuss that. And after bowl season, we will have tons of conversation about staff changes, transfer portals then before you know it man we're in spring practice yeah it won't be long i mean we wind up getting through the bowl season we wind up getting through the super bowl early february valentine's day hits and then you've got just a couple of months and spring balls here i mean you have your spring games usually being played in the month of april which Mm -hmm. is very very Literally just around the corner. Around the corner, yeah. I mean, these guys really get very little time off. Yeah, uh, and as fast as time travels this day and age. So all the 
for all of you Gamecocks out there that currently are dealing with a lot of heartache, and of course today might wind up bringing even more with some of the names that are supposedly going to be entering in the transfer portal to leave Columbia, just remember the door works both ways. A lot more people can come into Columbia. And the future may just be bright because in terms of athletic director news, um, it's rumored that Ray Tanner uh, is potentially going to be retiring after the 2024 season. So that might be some good news for South Carolina fans mm. as well. Well, guys, on behalf of all of all, Tyler McDaniel, I am forever to the Gamecock Brian Lose, and we are going to see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Cocky Top Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about what's happening with any of the Studio 66 shows, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, click the thumbs up, whatever you have to do to make sure you get your fill of this legendary content. Search Studio 66 on Facebook or Instagram, or the Studio 66 playlist on YouTube from Tennessee Legend Distillery. You can also subscribe to our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash tldstudio66, for additional content for all of the Studio 66 shows, as well as gifts from the different Studio 66 podcasts and Tennessee Legend Distillery. And if that wasn't enough, you can also visit our website, tldstudio66.com, where you can find links to all of the shows and podcasts, as well as merchandise for all of the individual podcasts. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail if you like via SpeakPipe, or send us an email at tldtube23 at gmail.com. However you go about it, Make sure you don't miss out on getting even more legendary info about the studio, as well as the distillery from Studio 66, presented by Tennessee Legend Distillery.